Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Welcome. It's so great to have everybody here. And boy, do we have a show for you. This is going to be fun. First of all, as many of you who are listening, we can't start the show without mentioning with total respect and regard for our President Trump, who has been indicted, which is just stunning news. And and, and actually, I think some of us, you know, we kind of had a heads up it was coming, which probably softened the blow. But still, the fact that they have politicized the judicial system to forward their people unlawfully, it's just stunning. I mean, and I, I don't know about the parameters of this case. I'm not an attorney. But what I do know is lawfare is a real thing. And lawfare, where they are imposing their will on the people through the election system, through the health care system, through various government entities, not to mention the IRS that's probably started this ball rolling years ago against conservative nonprofits, that we're in a place right now where all the rules are out the window. So today we're going to continue talking about banking. And I have with me in the studio Robert Bowes, who is a policy advisor to President Trump and has worked in the White House and so forth. But we're going to talk about banking because it's still important for us to know where our money is and how are we going to spend it. And are they going to control us through money? That's a real thing. But I've just also learned he's deep in the election integrity and election fraud issues. So we're going to probably touch on that as well because there's a lot going on in that domain. So good morning and welcome, Robert, to our show. Good morning, Jen. How are you? I'm great. It is so good to have you here. And I, I want to let's let's wrap up with the uh, the in, indictment piece. Do you have any thoughts as somebody who's advised President Trump on this indictment? This is probably what the 90th or 100th hoax investigation they've they've uh, thrown at, at at President Trump, and he survived and uh, proved all of them wrong. This is just another one. Uh, Cyrus Vance, the previous. Manhattan DA, he spent a year, lots of money, trying to find something on this thing. He he dismissed it, saying that there was no proof of Trump involvement, and that was based on the the Trump Organization, which the president had 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 abandoned by by law. He when he ran and started campaigning in 2015, he he stepped down from that organization. So we're talking about something like eight or nine years ago, but um, when Cyrus Vance was uh, investigating the CFO. They're trying to find anything, and, and they basically came up with um, the company. And, and I, I get—I I bet there's tens of thousands of companies that do this, but they were, you know, offering uh, the CFO corporate apartment, paying paying for his lease, paying for yeah. A lot of times, <clears throat> that's just benefits of a yeah, uh, of a, a, a benefits package for an executive. Exactly. So they basically said, "Well, you didn't pay taxes on that. What's it, are they going to go for airline airline miles too? I mean." It's just it's insane. If they they are not applying the law evenly, it's very selective um, uh, uh, justice. Cyrus fans couldn't find anything, so now the, the next uh, DA, Alvin Bragg, is coming in to try to re- resurrect the same thing. It's really a stretch. They're basically saying it's a uh, 
business records, how you classify the business records. If it's it was if it's a non-disclosure agreement, you call it legal expenses, whether that's right or not. So they're basically alleging that payments under that NDA were not properly treated as, as legal expenses. And then there were some invoices for that that are one of the counts. So they have like 30 counts, which really about like eight different eight, – eight maybe payments. Yeah, they call it stacking or something. <clears throat> they kind of jam it all together. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just, a, it's just another bogus claim. And this will be the, the easiest no guilty – not guilty plea on Tuesday. Yeah, but that being said, then why was he indicted by a grand jury? I mean what happened at that grand jury that they proceeded with this? Because they could have dismissed it. So as the grand juries are not really uh, due process. It, there's no – you can't bring – each. It, usually you have – you know, in a regular jury, you have both sides presenting their case. You know, they got evidence, exculpatory evidence, witnesses, things like that. In this case, the, um, they had well basically a one-sided approach with allegations made by the DA. They, they actually had Michael Cohen. They used Michael Cohen who was a – Yeah, he's a charming it, chap. It, oh, yeah. He's just it basically – he admitted to, you know, cutting his sentence. He had he had other issues on taxi cab medallion violations that, that were going to put him away in prison for a long time. They threatened him with that. So they said, oh, we, we'll reduce your sentence if you can just make up these fabrications about, about campaign finance violations, which were proven. But FBC looked at those and they said those aren't there. FBC couldn't do them. DOJ couldn't do them. All these people have been looking at this, this all these anything Trump related been trying to get him on. And they can't. He's clean. He's been clean. He know he's he's un- smart enough to know not to misbehave. Here's something I want to say. You know, the thing that's apparent to me is that when treason happens, it's very, very serious. And people have committed treason. So they have to do whatever it takes to try and get him, get him. Because otherwise, people are going to die because treason is a real thing. And I I think it's like, uh, you know, they're scrapping at anything because if they don't, people are going to die. It's treason. And it's stunning that we're here in this time in our country that they're calling us insurrectionists. This is the hy- hypocrisy and the irony of it all. While they're the ones who are committing treason and insurrection. And we have to, and I keep saying this, keep the narrative and flip it back at them. Because what they're doing is illegal. And we're seeing that across the board in election integrity. Before we jump into the banking, let's touch on election integrity. Because that's kind of born out of this. You know, because if, if President Trump had won the election like he should have in 2020... Uh, and they hadn't um, padded the voter rolls, imagined and created individuals who don't have a pulse or blood to vote, then we wouldn't be in this mess. So what are your thoughts about how do we save our country? Because a lot of people are saying, and I heard it just the other day, we're a totalitarian country now. We're an oligarchy. We're already done. How do we pull this back? So the, the the deep state, the Biden, Clinton, Obama regime desperately wanted to hold on to power. Uh, other other enemies of the, of the country did not want Trump in there, China in particular, because we were imposing tariffs on them. We were basically finally, you know, turning back and saying, China, you are 
stealing our industry, stealing our technology. We had a very aggressive plan. I worked with Peter Navarro in the White House, and we we had we were getting hundreds of billions of t- of tariffs. Finally, and um, they did not like that one bit. Obviously, so you know, not, rather than a kinetic war, they they pursued their very aggressive economic war, and and it stalled, stopped at nothing to get him out of office. President Trump was right over the target, uh, representing Americans. And the all the all those greedy, hungry, power hungry folks, you know, political hacks, Biden's, Clinton's, Obama's wanted him out. They would do anything to get him out, and they knew how to do it. They they, they basically we, our election systems are just a mess. It's end to end vulnerabilities with the voter rolls. The voter rolls are dirty, so they can be ghost voted. Mule ballot trafficking mules can basically, you know, your neighbor your neighbors. Um, if you go and look who's registered at the houses near you, they might be several families that are registered in those houses. Those those are prior, maybe prior owners or uh, are fake are fake people. And those people are ghost voted. Um, they put in, they'll send in absentee ballots. They'll do all these tricks. They, they can't verify them. The absentee ballot system is not verifiable. We really need to return to in-person, verifiable with real IDs. Uh, absentees is a mess right now, and people call it ballot trafficking and harvesting. Um, if the Democrats continue to do the illegal part, it is going to be a ginormous mess. There's, if, there's probably I've heard no, many stories of people who show up at the voting day uh, polls, and they said, well, they, they are told that someone else, you've already voted. Someone else voted for their, their ballot, and they sent in an absentee ballot, and they, they, don't, they know nothing of it. We have a case in Georgia right now with that um, going to the Georgia Supreme Court where uh, Grace Lennon, uh, she's a co-plaintiff with Senator David Perdue. Uh, we just appealed that to the uh, Georgia Supreme Court. Her vote was stolen. And, um, and she's just representative of tens of thousands out there. That's just on the voter roll part. If you get into the uh, poll books, their electronic poll books, people are pulled down and, and ghost voted that way. They're, they're just not they're not real people or they didn't show up. They didn't do absentee ballots, but yet, yet someone remotely is clicking them out of the electric electronic poll books and attaching them to a ballot image. That's just flat out fraud. And you have the election management systems. Well, and, and you get yeah. into specifically in some of these instances, many, it's identity theft. So identity theft is a felony. So it's not only in the domain of election fraud. It's identity theft as well, which, um, you know, like I said, felony. So, any thoughts about that? Oh, it's it absolutely. It's it's if you're if you're if your bank if you did this with your bank and you tried to do a deposit at your bank and um, you know put in two hundred dollars and and the receipt shows a hundred, you know, this is exactly what's going on with your vote. Your vote's getting stolen or diluted with fake votes, and it, and it's even in a bigger way now. That old school stuff in the ballot box in in 1960 with Kennedy and 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 uh, Philadelphia and Chicago. Um, now we've moved on to the much more high tech uh, cheating, where you can just walk a USB card or flash card. You can basically stick it in the back of an, of an election man- management system or a tabulator, and you can import thousands of votes. Or what what we have in in Georgia, Ruby Freeman admitted on police body cam to multiply scanning thousands and thousands of ballots in Fulton County in 2020. I think she started feeling guilty. Do you? She did. She absolutely did. Yeah. We, we, we I was like bad that she had done it. She felt bad. She did. She got some exposure on that. She was on national TV. She had a contrite moment where she said she wanted to help. 
So some of the some friendly faith-based folks came and and uh, helped her, and and she she wanted to go. So she went to the Cobb County Police Station January fourth of twenty twenty one, and she had an hour long body cam video wow. where she admitted to double scanning thousands and thousands of ballots. She was told to do it. She and her she and her daughter, her boss, uh, did this, and then she also said. Her daughter was her boss? Shea Moss was her boss, right? Isn't that ironic? Now, that woman will go down as a hero. Actually, ironically. I mean, you know, here's the thing I say. There are a lot of people who have done some things that they're not proud of. We as a nation, I think this spiritually, really have to come clean. Individually, collectively. We have to have a healing. And some of that is a forgiveness. And when somebody comes contrite, comes to the the notion okay i have to make this right i have to make this right that's pretty inspiring it was really great she she had again a truthful moment and she did the right thing she went to the police station and it was all recorded we transcribed it uh and the police said this is not a she they they were they were ready for a cover-up and they we have the police on can on the audio saying it is a cover-up and the next four hours later the the FBI was in that police station. They, the, the, the original police report said there's nothing wrong here. She, she was just basically telling her story. Four hours later, they doctored the police report and put in a put. They said she was threatened by Trump people, and that's not that's the a, FBI doctored the F, it. The FBI was in there. Why do we have them anymore? And Why do they exist? I just got to tell you one really? other thing. This this story is with President wow. President Trump. Uh, Truth did out by the way around Christmas time just a few months ago, and so she. Ruby also admitted to USBs that they took USBs and and improperly used them. She didn't say exactly what it was, but we we know what it was. She basically they were importing thousands, probably up to two hundred thousand. Well, it was tens of thousands at least of votes in Fulton County that were Biden votes. They imported them using a, a flash card, flash memory card. She admitted to that. She said that Georgia Georgia investigation didn't look at it. A DOJ didn't look at it. Bill Barr is a flat out liar. You know, they yeah, she, they stole the election in, in, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. We also have a whistleblower in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, same thing. Wow. So thank you for continuing that work. I think it's important for people listening to understand that there is much work going on in the background that we may not always be privy to unless I have somebody like you on here willing to share it. And um, And so it's just really important that we keep our hopes up because – and, and we can't tolerate it anymore. I heard about somebody locally. I'm not going to say the name because I don't have proper verification yet, but a local politician here who did nefarious things in their in their finance. They're a Democrat, and this individual was not held to account. This is in the recent election. It's just not okay. It's not okay. So... We, we have to continue to link arms. And later on in the show, I'm going to have a friend of mine calling in, representing the Hispanic community. So we're, the, so we're, we're linking arms against these issues. There is no separation. There is no racism. It's all made up. Preston and I stand side by side along with, I just spoke with Mariella Roca, who ran for Congress. She's going to work with us. We're going to link arms and we're going to dismantle this conversation that racism is a thing. Because for me, there may be a few crazies, 
that's the to me they're like outliers in data. We have outliers in data all the time. So you can't pin all of that on a class of people because a couple of outliers are nuts. Um, so I want to I want to just I'm going to take us to a break in a minute, but this this fight for truth and transparency in our elections hit a whole a whole a whole new um, high on Monday when James O'Keefe, who was ousted by his own company, which is outrageous, different show, will do that. But and I'm going to be interviewing James O'Keefe, so stand by. That's happening in the next week or two. He left, started OMG, which I love the name, O'Keefe Media Group. So this is a shout out to him. He interviewed people in Maryland who are noted as having donated over 10,000 times. One woman up to $175,000. She's a little old lady living in a modest home. She said, I wish I had that much money to give to Biden. I mean, she was a supporter. What they did is they took her identity. They assigned her donations, $5 here, $5 there, $5 here, $5 there. And if you guys haven't seen this video, I'm going to post it. It's on my, it's on my Facebook. So you got to go watch it. It's on Twitter as well. Where he goes out and talks to these people, and they're like, no, I didn't do that. They would have had to donate five times a day for months and months and months. So it's starting to come out. Any hope that you have at this point for where we're going, then we'll take a quick break and come back. Yeah, that that great work by uh, Peter Berniger in Wisconsin and James O'Keefe covering it uh, around the country, crowdsourcing these 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 cloaked, hidden donations where they're they're exploiting individuals. It's not their money. They're basically making donations to Democrat candidates through Arabella. It's not their money. It's it's illegal campaign uh, finance violations. They're money laundering. It's money laundering for for yes. And um, we're gonna get it goes into the banking world too. Just one quick thing on uh, yeah. on Ruby Freeman. Now the FBI got to her and she has Hunter Biden's lawyer. Hunter Biden's lawyer is Ruby Freeman's lawyer. She has seven lawyers. <laughs> she was given a, a medal of freedom by Joe Joe Biden for stealing the election in you Georgia. You can't make this stuff up. You just can't make this stuff up. You're listening to The Jen Charlton Show. I have in studio Robert Bose, who's a brilliant mind. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's great to have you guys with me today. And I have in studio Robert Bose, who's a uh, policy advisor to President Trump and has worked out of the White House and is currently deep in the space on election fraud. And boy, are we grateful for that. It's we are making progress. I do want to talk about um, banking and finance because that's really how you and I met. But as you mentioned, they all are interlocking. I mean, when you talk about money laundering in elections so that they can beat us and the money's going through Act Blue, which is a Democrat donation machine. The uh, first thing I want people to know is, you know, maybe it's not as bad as we thought. Maybe, frankly, we're not as blue as they, they make us out to be. And th- we're not as broke as as it looks like because they're filtering money in that's illegal. So if you break the law and break the rules to win, you know, we teach our children that cheaters never prosper. Well, apparently they do. So, I mean, we're dealing with that, right, as adults. It's shocking. So let's talk about how banking and money laundering, and then we'll get into digital currency, 
How does banking and money laundering deal with this? Because they're supposed to be the good guys looking after are um, the fraud. So in ensuring, if I go and deposit 10,001 cent into my bank, they report me. They're trying to make it 600 so that everybody's money is tracked by the government. But let's talk about money laundering and banking. Wow. So, yeah, uh, those suspicious activity reports that are generated on 5,000 or 10,000 and up, uh, yeah, everybody gets those, uh, except when when Hunter Biden has them, when the banks filed 100 SARs against the Bidens for wire transfers. Nobody looks at it. DOJ just turned, ignored it. FBI lo- ignored it. All on the Hunter Biden laptop. So banks did what they were supposed to. That's right. The DOJ is corrupt. That's right. Okay, so you're hearing it here. We just need to shut down the FBI. I mean, those people are are criminals. Honestly, I can't believe that we are still operating with that agency in place, given what we know about them. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So the donation, the campaign donations through Act Blue and Arabella, are really not the, the the people that are listed as the donors are not the donors that is it's and they're act- really not the bad guys they're, they're victims. being used they're victims, they're victims. right yeah. their identity's been te- th- stolen uh and james o'keefe is out there now peter berniger great work in wisconsin on these what's called smurfing where they basically steal the identity of the of, of you know anybody your neighbor and but it's big money that's coming in small you know many frequent donations but it's not it's 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 bigger money that's coming. She's using their name. Um, it it extends to uh, the big the big collapse of the crypto exchange FTX. That was that was another way to cloak uh, uh, campaign donations. They, they they had to be the FEC requires the recipient to disclose what comes in. So that's where you can see the real part of it. FTX was donating millions of dollars to Democrats basically, and then um, it collapsed uh, because of other. Uh, crypto fraud and people basically somebody put a line of code in in the crypto wallets just like you have a line of code in an election system to steal votes you had a line of code in the crypto wallets that stole everybody's crypto so ftx collapsed there was a a chinese chinese 400 million dollar chinese fraud that also helped bring down ftx and this ftx also brought down signature bank in new york it's related. Ah, the intricate web we weave. On that note, we're going to take a quick break for news and weather. We'll be right back. It's great to have everybody here. I have with me Robert Bowes, and we are talking about the intersection between really criminal enterprise in elections, banking. You know, it's all integrated. Now, let's talk about back to the banking issue. Well, I think it's really wrapped up with the DOJ is not, did not, and is not doing their job. So as an advisor to, you know, very smart people, how do you advise people on pursuing that to actually affect change? In other words, how do we get the DOJ to start being honest and doing their damn job? Wow. So um, uh, we need to we need the President Trump back in the office with a whole new team going in with chainsaws and just really uprooting all the rot and corruption in our, the intel community, in FBI, DOJ, in all the agencies. Um, but it, particularly the, um, you know, the one thing that with all these distractions about, you know, maybe a, a business records charge, the bigger things underneath are what you need to focus on. And um, now 
Like we're, what? We're worried about our banking system being being compromised. So you have these banking failures like Signature Signature Bank in New York and Silicon Valley Bank in California, which were unique in your you know, unique situations, but they basically took a big thirty billion dollar whack to the FDIC insurance fund for insured depositors, and they made a, um, a Janet Yellen. And the Biden regime basically made a call. We're going to take. We're going to cover all these our billionaire friends. There were ten accounts at Silicon Valley Bank that withdrew thirteen billion dollars total. So those were billion dollar plus accounts. They wanted their insurance. They knew the bank was failing because the loan book was failing because the treasury the, the bond portfolio was failing because of Biden inflation, interest rates going up. It whacked value of the of the bond portfolio so you had bad loans bad investments and the the super rich depositors wanted to get out and gavin newsom among them they basically said we want to bail out and they got their money out so basically guess who pays for that when they when they whack the uh the fdic fund which only was already underwater and needed a, con- a congressional bailout it only had 125 billion of money. Now it's like under a billion, or under 100 billion. So we've talked about some of that. Here's what I want to ask. So I want to kind of take it to the next level. We know that China didn't like Trump holding him to account. They interfered in the election. So I'm kind of wrapping this back to how this all weaves together. So I want to back up and ask a question: Did we experience? Um, international interference in our elections uh not not sure i don't i'm not sure with someone interfered and it could have just been uh individual individual candidates with access to the machines to um it was it was very very much coordinated way back when there was some information about satellite uploads and all of that so there's one question is were was there inter, international interference in our elections did other countries interfere in our election that's the first question it may not be answered today so because that sets a whole precedent that we can talk about with with an executive order that was was written by president trump but now we're in the banking domain and we have China interfering because you mentioned the way that 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 catapulted the downturn of SVB. Can you expand on how China involvement took down SVB? Because here's what I'm hearing. In, by 2025, the intention of this government is that we have only six to eight major banks running the entire country. That means all small banks go away, all community banks go away. So we have a concern about where to put our money. Got me? So can you wrap around that for me? Sure. So I think the big picture goal that what's going on is that the, the Biden regime wants to move to digital uh, programmable politically conditional currency, CBDC, central bank digital currency. They, they actually have two people, uh, uh, Nelly Liang and Michael Su, that are, are presidential Biden appointees, one at the one at the Treasury and one at uh, Comptroller of Currency. They are now leading the working group to design central bank digital currency. Okay, hold on. Now, my mother's an immigrant, so I can say this. Are these people American citizens? Um, Where not, do they come from? 
are they do they have any involvement with china because they sound like they're chinese Chinese. this is what i'm saying so are they bringing that ccp connection yes and there's and there's an american in the fed michael barr who trained in china on social credit he got put in he's he's an architect of the original subprime problem and he not was nominated by biden to be on the fed he sits on the fed he wants conditional politically you know programmable currency where if you don't do the right thing your money's not going to be worth anything they control you yep so he's he's a fan of cbdc nelly liang michael su they are working they're on the cbdc central bank digital currency working group to design that to take out the dollar and they and back to your point about the banks they do want consolidation in the banking sector because they it's easier they want centralization is China is all centrally managed. Managed. They do not like to have individual. They can't control it. They can't control it. You know, the community banks, all that. They don't like that because it's it's bottom up. It's precinct based. You know, it's community based. They don't like that. They want to have really uh, active control nationally, internationally. Frankly. Well, and if you think back to the healthcare scare, where what did they do? They shut us down. They shoved us in our homes. They kept us separate so we couldn't collaborate, coordinate, and, to your point, activate at the grassroots level to fight what was going on. And really a shout-out to Dan Cox, who had the courage to go after Governor Hogan and the nonsense and you might say it caused him politically, but he did the right thing. And I'll never, ever um, feel anything but praise for him for that. Um, but, you know, okay, so so that is stunning news, that the China influence is coming into our banking system in real time. Is that accurate? In Treasury, the leading domestic finance person is Chinese. The head of the comptroller currency is Chinese. We have a... a, a man michael barr who trained in china was a fan of social credit he's on the fed okay so why on earth okay you know i do believe that we make a difference here my little voice is a pebble in a pond so i'm going to say it here that's treason bringing those outside influences into our living room and our banking and our purses is nothing short of traitor to this country. And, you know, the people who have bought into this globalist mentality, I think you got to check yourself. Like, what is it that is so appealing to you that you're willing to relinquish your freedom and your power and control over the one thing that we espouse as a capitalist society, which is financial freedom, the ability to move from poverty to prosperity in a lifetime. So this is very moving to me because it hits at the heart of our capitalism and our freedom. What do you say? So, you know, um, we've allowed very economic predators into our capital markets by letting China list companies on our stock exchanges, by having our federal retirement plans invest in 
Chinese it went through their through your federal, you know, your inter- yeah, they international did that in California. fund. They right. had a lot of money. Oh yeah, the pension funds. that here with Peter Husey. Yeah, pension funds, the yep. federal thrift retirement, all that, and it, they are actually investing in Chinese military enterprises. And with the Trump administration, we uh, we wanted to take that out. Biden put it right back in. So we wanted to basically rid ourselves of any. We don't want to be. Why would you bolster your enemy? Our, our pensions, our mutual funds, our banking system should not be investing in our enemies, their, their debt, their equity at all. So we need to we need to go back in and take that out. It's an all stop. It really is. It's an all stop. So, you know, I know you have to go and I just really thank you for your your wisdom. Let's talk about in these last few minutes together. The digital currency. So we have a couple of things, and I'm learning about it as we go. Uh, this QFS, which is quantum financial system, seems to be an opposite kind of alternative approach to the central banking digital currency, which will be owned, I'm going to say it, by the bad guys. So is it really either or and let the good guys win? Well, it could be uh, we stay with our original currency or we go to central bank currency, digital currency, or perhaps this the elements of this quantum financial um, QFS. QFS, quantum Q- financial system. system. And it's using quantum technology, which is massive computer integrations that are it's so far out there. It's kind of hard to wrap your so head around. That has a couple couple really good aspects to it, but a couple really bad aspects to it. And it's the same. Start with the bad. Okay, so so. It's somebody has to program it and code it, and that's just open to AI. I mean, if you want, let ChatPT code your currency. No, thank you. You know, if it, if you if you own a gun, you might not be able to use your money, or, or you, if you have exercised your First Amendment the right way. If you post a meme about Hillary Clinton, Douglas Mackey just yesterday convicted in in court for posting a funny meme about Hillary Clinton, and they they charge him with a crime. Are you kidding me? So maybe he isn't, you know. If you oh, put, they're not going after the Democrats <coughs> no. who threatened President Trump, are they? No. So, oh my goodness, conditional currency, programmable currency is bad wherever it is, including in the in the quantum physics calculations that might be in QFS. So uh, I'm on the uh, Heritage Foundation uh, Project 2025 to f- inform the the financial policies in the next administration, and we put out a statement that we do not want CBDC. We don't want. We want there's the the um. The good parts about uh, crypto and digital currency is that you can track it and it's, it, you can encrypt it. Those are the two things. So, so the, the blockchain aspects and the encryption are good. And frankly, I think we ought to start on a little pilot program. We ought to blockchain everybody that gets government money. And let's track the heck out of it and find out who gets the money. Let's, just, let's do a pilot on that. I love that. That's a great idea. Let's start in Maryland. Exactly. So you know all those campaign contributions, where it came from. You track that. Not you don't track any individual, like real people. Don't track them at all. But you track government. We need to defund and track government. I love that. Well, it's creative thinking like that that's going to help us to uh, crawl out of this miry pit of clay we're in. Um, lastly, on the central bank digital currency, it seems to me that the alternative may be this idea of gold-backed currency. In other words, if I have a dollar, if it's still called a dollar, I think they're destroying the dollar. I think it's going to be something else. But 
but let's say whatever that nugget is, they have a corresponding piece of gold that backs whatever I say I own in my bank account. Is that accurate? Yes, and that's a good part of QFS, too. They're trying to do asset back, but you have to think, well, which assets do you want to back your currency by? Is it going to be platinum or gold or silver or something else? We kind of had that back before with a gold standard on our, on our money. Maybe we ought to return to that. But I, I like the blockchain aspects of it. Tracking money is good. The programming part is bad. You just don't know who programs it. Um, and, and again, who sets the value of that asset? If you if you say, well, what's your fra- you know what's your ratio of valuing? Uh, is it a one to one ratio? Is it a hundred to one? Someone will always tinker with the ratios and it'll kind of mess things up. Well, I'm not sure we as laymen understand what you mean by <laughs> ratios, but I think what we do understand is that people will cheat. And if you have people like Biden has brought in who have relationships to China, the Communist Party, and the military complex that now is linking arms, uh, then I think we're not able to trust that system if it's developed by those people. So I think we have a, a lot of work to do, actually. Any other final thoughts? Sure. There's uh, in India and Brazil are coming up. You have like you know your, your ATM system, your Visa credit card systems. Those are uh, really they run the payment systems run really well, but they they also cost a lot two two three percent. Like India and Brazil have basically put up a public utility platform where it's free. It's it's basically re- competing with Visa and ATM the, the clearing houses, and it's a free public utility. So that's kind of an interesting thing. The banks don't like that. Obviously, the Visa doesn't like it, but um, but you know there are some countries that are working on that. I think. Uh, uh, tracking, accountability, protecting your money is a big thing. I think before we, we, we even go down this road with digital currency, where we can't even protect our votes. You know, what makes us think we're going to be able to protect currency if we can't even protect our votes? So we're going to take a quick break right now, and I'm expecting another caller in. And, and I just want to thank Robert Bose for being here the information that you've shared is stunning and shocking in a lot of ways for us, but I think we all need a wake-up call to what's going on and that just to remind us that it's all intersecting. The money, the politics, the power, the people, the um, the cheating, and then there's some really good folks out there who are striving to save our country, and you're one of them. And God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. Uh, really appreciate being with you here. Uh, yeah, talk to your neighbors, educate them, uh, push back against the, uh, the regime. Okay, well done. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Jen Charlton Show. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Sweeties on the Creek, and we'll be right back. This is Jen inviting you to follow us on several different social media platforms. Our new The Jen Charlton Show Rumble channel. That's The Jen Charlton Show on Rumble. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure to rate us five-star rating, like us, because you do, and share it with all your friends so that other people can have access to this important information. And also remember to download the WFMD app. It's there for you to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, wherever you are on this great globe. Welcome back. It's great to have everybody here. Thank you for listening, and and really thanks to Robert Bose, who did a fabulous job uh, talking about this banking and so forth. I want to bring on a friend of mine who I met through working on the Dan Cox campaign for governor, and we're we're really like-minded, and he's just such a 
a sweetheart. I want to bring on Preston Mungia. So, Preston, good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's really great to have you with me again. And I just wanted to kind of wrap around, you know, we were talking on the show with Robert about, frankly, the corruption that is in the integration of banking and finance um, donations and elections and so forth. But, you know, you and I have spoken offline also about this idea that we've got so many issues that are being, frankly, thrown at us that we're trying to fight off, like CRT and some of the other things that are facing our families and our children and our parents. Um, I thought it would be good for us to talk a little bit about some of the work you and I want to do around linking arms between communities and really bringing everybody together because they like to say we're all fractured, but I don't think so. I don't think so. So first of all, what what say you about the this indictment on President Trump and how does the Hispanic community feel? Because you work with a lot of the churches, uh, Hispanic churches, you know the community. So with thousands of people, tell us what your thoughts are and how do your how do your friends and family feel about all this? Yeah, good morning, Jennifer. Thank you. Um, this is a very sad moment for, you know, for, for the whole country, not just for the Hispanic community, but this is the first time we see some, you know, we see some injustice, you know, in, in, in the United States. We, you know, this thing happened in uh, third world countries, Jennifer, but it happened in the United States. It's really unbelievable. Now, we understand that, uh, uh, we, we do understand also the AG, uh, he was running on the, you know, trying to uh, bring uh, uh, the former president, indict the former president. This is what his campaign. He was running on the bringing uh, uh, Donald Trump and indict him. And that's what I saw. You know, he didn't have nothing. He had no proof. He has nothing. He has nothing but just bringing him to, uh, to indict the president. Uh, the Hispanic community is really sad. Um, that's why we that's why we uh, uh, flew those countries because it was you know it, it, it was not about the law it's about who has the power who has the power to bring to bring the enemy down and now we can see that in the United States of America it's unbelievable. So when you say who has the power, I think what you mean are they willing to abuse that power to harm? people into submission it's kind of like i'm going to bring you to your knees and you will do what you are told is it kind of like that well, yeah it's exactly is exactly what happened right now um uh, donald trump now donald trump he is leading uh as, as a former president he is leading to become the next president of the united states everybody knows it everybody knows so what happened this indictment what's going to happen they want to bring him down they want to bring in to stop the campaign. But look at what happened, Jennifer. Uh, for the last, um, this had happened, you know, two days ago. Now look at his campaign. Now more Hispanic community are in favor or uh, supporting uh, Donald Trump in his campaign. So now how, how does changes? You know, because we see, the, we see those countries who has no, no justice. We see those countries who has only one person can bring anybody down. And we understand that, uh, but in the United States, it's a rule of law. And the rule of law has to apply for everybody, not just one person. And uh, we, it's really a sad moment in, in the United States of America.
Well, you know, I think back on um, people who have been persecuted for the sake of freedom. Mahat Gandhi saved India because he would not allow them to destroy him, no matter how much they tried. He stood up yes. against them. And I and so I just I think that this is a moment in history for for the United States of America that is not different than what you know Africa went through with apartheid and what India went through. You know, we are in this moment in time where there's got to be somebody who's willing and President Trump has been that person despite the arrows and the hatchets and the attempts to destroy him. He's still standing with dignity. I don't know. I just I think this is going to turn out to make him frankly a martyr. Yeah, but that's what the left uh, the left don't like they don't like him. The left they want to destroy him, not just him, but also they want to destroy his family. You know, they've been they've been following his family like, you know, 24/7. So what's uh what is the solution? You know, people ask me, what's the solution? The solution is the truth. You have to follow the truth. You have to follow the law. And uh, and what's going to happen with it, um, uh, Donald Trump and this indictment? Jennifer, Donald Trump is going to be, with this indictment, Donald Trump is going to be the next president. Whether the, uh, whether the left like it or not, whether the Democrat Party like it or not, he is going to be the next guy. So the, his, not just the Hispanic community are waking up, all the other communities our Asian community, the Hispanic community, the uh, African-American community are waking up. And, you know, they can see the direction of this country. This country and this administration is going nowhere. Yeah, it's it's I think this is the opportunity really for us, uh, you know, citizens and and communities of people to come together. And this this is something that you and I are committed to. Uh, and as I mentioned, Mariela Roca is going to join forces with us. And we're we're going to show that there is no separation from us. There is no division. And this no, this notion and nonsense that that Republicans, MAGA, are uh, racist, we're going to smash that like a bug. Because I'm done with somebody uh, accusing me of being a racist. That's crazy talk. God bless you, and and let's work together. Everybody, this is an opportunity for us to take charge of where we're going as a nation, and it's going to take all of us standing up against the powers that would smush us. And they want, they want compliance. They want to own you. They want to own your freedom. They want to own your money. And we're saying, not here, not now. God bless you all. Listen next Saturday morning right here at 9 a.m. or hear our podcast. Have a great week.